If you're a leader or an aspiring leader in the business of lifelong learning, you're in the right place. I'm Salisa Steele. And I'm Jeff Cobb. And this is the Leading Learning Podcast. Hello there, and welcome to episode 218 of the Leading Learning Podcast. In this episode, we're doing a slight revamp and replay of episode 90, in which we discussed self-directed learning. We feel that the importance of being a self-directed learner has continued to grow since we first discussed it, and it's a topic that bears returning to frequently over time as we consider both our own learning practices and how we best address the self-directed learning needs of the people we serve. Before we get to the discussion of self-directed learning, we want to thank our sponsor for this quarter. Community Brands provides a suite of cloud-based software for organizations to engage and grow relationships with the individuals they serve, including association management software, learning management software, job board software, and event management software. Community Brands' award-winning crowd wisdom learning platform is among the world's best LMSs for corporate extended enterprise and is a leading LMS for association-driven professional education programs. Award-winning Freestone, Community Brands' live event learning platform, is a leading platform for live learning event capture, webinars, webcast, and on-demand streaming. Find out more at leadinglearning.com slash communitybrands. Now, turning back to self-directed learning, as we move through this episode, we discuss several characteristics of self-directed learners. As reflection questions, we encourage you to ask yourself, how well do these points describe me as a learner? How effectively am I cultivating these characteristics in those I teach, be those people, children, members, employees, students, you name it? In addition to the reflection questions, we want to point you to 10 Ways to Be a Better Learner as a resource to accompany this episode. This is a very brief book I wrote a few years ago, really to consolidate my own learning about how to be an effective, successful, self-directed, and lifelong learner. As the title suggests, I identified 10 broad ways to go about doing that, and the book covers areas like your mindset for lifelong learning, drawing on, for example, work by Carol Dweck that we've discussed before here on the podcast. It also looks at very practical tactics like note-taking, how to do that better, and then even gets into areas like diet, exercise, and sleep, and how important those are for being an effective learner. So, 10 ways to be a better learner. If you would like to get a hold of that, all you have to do is go to leadinglearning.com slash better hyphen learner, and this will get you to a page where there's an option to download the book for free. So to start off our discussion of the self-directed learner, we thought we would turn to Malcolm Knowles, the the father of andragogy. And this is a quote from him. It goes back uh, 40 plus years. It's from 1975. But um, we'll just share this to set some context. So this is Malcolm Knowles. The why of self-directed learning is survival, your own survival as an individual and also the survival of the human race. Clearly, we are not talking here about something that would be nice or desirable. We are talking about a basic human competence, the ability to learn on one's own, that has suddenly become a prerequisite for living in this new world. So again, 40 plus years old, but wow, still as relevant as ever. 
Yeah, it's amazing that that was said in 1975, and you feel like it, it definitely could have been said yesterday. I mean, certainly the the whole urgency around learning, as Knowles puts it, as a human competence has only grown stronger and stronger over the course of, of those past few decades, and of course, is just going to continue to go grow stronger. Now, about the same times at same time that uh, Malcolm Knowles wrote that or said that, I'm not I'm not actually sure if he wrote it or said it, but it now gets quoted in uh, in text. Uh, obviously, um, there was a study going on that was conducted by doctors Lucy and Paul Guglielmino, whose name I'm probably butchering, but uh, nonetheless, they were some researchers who really wanted to look at what it means to be a highly self-directed learner. And so they ran a survey. This was in 1977, so you know, just a couple years after our, our quote from Knowles, in which they wanted to try to identify the characteristics of really successful lifelong learners. And this ultimately led to the development of the self-directed learning readiness scale. And you can still find information about that scale out there if you uh, search on self-directed learning readiness scale. But I'm going to read a, a paragraph that came uh, that was really part of the description for the survey that these researchers read. And, uh, and we're going to take that kind of as the, the basis for our discussion in this episode. So what the description of the survey says is that a highly self-directed learner, based on the survey results, is one who exhibits initiative independence, and persistence in learning, one who accepts responsibility for his or her own learning and views problems as challenges, not obstacles, one who is capable of self-discipline and has a high degree of curiosity, one who has a strong desire to learn or change and is self-confident, one who is able to use basic study skills organize his or her time, and set an appropriate pace for learning, and to develop a plan for completing work. One who enjoys learning and has a tendency to be goal-oriented. So, you know, lifelong learning and self-directed learning are not equivalent. We're going to just say that up front. But we definitely see a lot of overlap between self-directed learners and lifelong learners. And we think that the, the points that we're going to talk about uh, over the course of the remainder of the podcast apply equally well to both self-directed learners and to lifelong learners. So what we're going to do is use that paragraph that you just uh, read, Jeff, about the uh, survey results and really kind of dig in a little bit to those. So the, the first piece of that that we want to highlight is the fact that Successful lifelong learners uh, are comfortable with independence. So, you know, this is about self-directed learners um, really being comfortable uh, and self-reliant. Now, that said, that doesn't mean that they always act autonomously or independently. And in fact, uh, I think we're seeing increasingly that they have to um, cultivate networks and and learn from those networks effectively. But it's really about having that ability to be self-reliant and to to be independent if needed. Yeah, and I love that uh, that you're using the, the phrase self-reliant. There reminds me of you know Emerson, Thoreau, um, you know definitely an, an age they came from that was very focused on on self-directed learning as well. And it is a persistent theme throughout the ages. So independence, as you highlighted, is, is the first point, extremely important. And then you know along with that, um, the the second point to highlight out of that paragraph is the idea that 
the self-directed learner, the lifelong learner takes initiative. So, you know, this person doesn't wait for someone else to say, hey, you must learn this or, hey, this is going to be on the test. You better study it. Um, or, you know, this is the curriculum. Make sure you master it. Uh, I mean, certainly like all of us, uh, we all have to go through that type of learning. But the self-directed learner really says, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to take initiative. I have identified what it is I want to learn and I'm going to act on that. So they're independent, they're initiative, they, t- they take initiative, and then you know, a third point to take out of that paragraph from our perspective is that they are persistent. So you know, the successful self-directed learner, certainly the successful lifelong learner, since lifelong does indeed imply a, a long period of time, recognizes that learning takes time. It takes repetition, it takes practice and, and effort, but the successful self-directed learner is going to be willing to do that. Uh, that person is going to be persistent and they're really going to, to stick to it over time. And so the fourth point we'll highlight is um, the idea that the successful self-directed learner accepts responsibility. Um, and we're going to tuck some of the other characteristics um, of the successful self-directed learner that was cited in that little paragraph under this responsibility umbrella. So I think we can see self-discipline fitting in under responsibility. So self-discipline is what lets you have the persistence to keep practicing, that persistence to stick with it, as you were just saying, Jeff. Um, Self-confidence is another thing we can kind of tuck under this umbrella. Um, Self-directed learners have a solid sense of self-efficacy, that they believe um, that they are capable of performing in a certain manner and can attain certain goals. Also, study skills uh, are part of taking on responsibilities. I mean, you mentioned uh, earlier taking notes, and we know that um, good note-taking can be an effective tool for learning. So really understanding that, applying it, that falls under this uh, responsibility um, umbrella. Also time. Um, I think we all struggle with how to um, get all the things done that we need to get done within our limited time. And so a successful self-directed learner knows how to figure out, okay, what time do I have for learning um, and to manage that time effectively so that they can really achieve their goals. Related to that is the idea of an appropriate pace for learning. Um, so, you know, this is that learning is as a, as is as much about process as the outcome. And so you can't just, you know, say, I'm going to sit down and learn something today and just do it. You need to have uh, a plan, the appropriate pace. It's that idea of the repetition coming back to practice, setting all that appropriately. You also need a plan for completing work. Um, And and so this is, again, about um, making sure that you know why you're learning and that uh, if you have a goal in mind, you have a plan for completing it. And that idea of a goal is something else that that was mentioned in that 1977 survey because self-directed learners, successful self-directed learners have a tendency to be goal-oriented. So um, this means that even whether or not they consciously set out with a, a, a stated goal, they're really kind of in it to solve some problem or to uh, achieve a, a certain uh, end. And that's what's driving the learning. Yeah. And I think the, you know, the concept of 
responsibility wraps that all up very nicely. That's kind of that's kind of the, the package that you have as, as a self-directed learner. You realize that, you know, there are a lot of opportunities out there. There are people who are going to create learning opportunities for you, but really to to embrace those opportunities and to take full advantage of them and get everything that you can out of them, that that is a level of, of personal responsibility. And like you said, it can be more or less conscious. Um, I think probably the best self-directed learners are conscious to a significant degree that that is, in fact, something that they want to do, that they want to learn, um, and that they are going to set goals, they are going to plan, they are going to manage their their time. Uh, so, you know, something for all of us probably to as, to aspire to be better at, because I know I, I definitely struggle with, uh, you know, the time and and, uh, and pacing elements of that, um, certainly. And, and sometimes, you know, the, the, the confidence and the discipline also that uh, are all wrapped up under that umbrella of responsibility. So, in a, another key point, uh, I think this is kind of the, the fifth one that um, we're taking out of that paragraph, is this idea of the self-directed learner really viewing problems as challenges, not obstacles. And, um, you know, for me, really, this is about uh, having the, the right kind of mindset. And when we mentioned 10 ways to be a better learner earlier, I said, you know, the one of the, the concepts discussed there is mindset and, and the mindset that you bring to lifelong learning, to self-directed learning. And the best, the most successful self-directed learners are going to bring a, a growth mindset to their learning. And I'm drawing here on the distinction that Carol Dweck has made um, in her great book, Mindset, and in her research around the idea of uh, there being uh, a growth mindset or some people having a growth mindset, which is the idea that they really can, they can grow and they can learn and they can change uh, and, and can get better at uh, whatever it is they're pursuing um, versus people who have much more of a fixed mindset and feel like, you know, they're, they're given a certain set of abilities, intelligence at birth, basically, you know, they're good at math or something like that, and maybe they're not good at other things, uh, uh, and they can't really change that so much. The self-directed learner really recognizes that uh, growth is possible, and, you know, because of that, isn't really easily thwarted when things get tough. So again, you know, they look at problems um, and, and see them as challenges, but challenges that are going to help them grow, not obstacles that are going to block them uh, in, in their learning and, and, uh, and their forward motion in life. Along with that, kind of sixth key point that we'll take out of that paragraph is that uh, self-directed learners have a high degree of curiosity. And, uh, you know, curiosity underlies uh, motivation in, in many instances, and motivation is, is so important uh, to learning. Curiosity uh, fuels sort of the, uh, the, 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 the questioning that lifelong learners are going to do. Successful self-directed learners and lifelong learners, really, they're going to have a high propensity for asking questions, um, for asking why. Uh, a lot, um, not just you know what and and how, um, and and they just they want to know you know w what makes whatever they're interested in go and and tick, and they're going to dig into it, um, and that's going to you know be that's going to be part of what gives them that initiative to learn that we uh, talked about earlier. And I think they might not even be satisfied with asking why once, right? There's that's the, right. The that's idea right. of asking why again, even once you get a response, you question that response, and so you dig deeper and deeper. The seventh point that we'll pull out um, is that the successful self-directed learner has a strong desire to learn or change. And so really this gets at the fact that self-directed learners are intrinsically motivated. Mm -hmm. you know, so we have a, a will to learn, 
Um, we see learning as a positive path forward. It's something that, you know, if you said you can't learn anymore, you know, we'd, that, that would be, feel like a, a death sentence as much as, as anything. Um, and so there's just this innate, intrinsic desire to learn or change that drives the most successful self-directed learners. And then the eighth point that we'll, we'll, final point that we'll pull out is just the idea that successful self-directed learners enjoy learning. And so, you know, to sum this all up, you know, successful self-directed learners, they simply like to learn. And it feels like sort of an obvious statement, but I think that sort of inherent joy, that implicit joy um, is is so key to what really motivates and keeps um, successful self-directed learners going. And so, you know, to kind of go back to where we started and, um, you know, why to even talk about this, you know, as you were saying, Salisa, uh, this is coming out, uh, original broadcast is going to be on July the 4th in, in the United States, which is Independence Day. And uh, it seemed like a, you know, a good day to, to celebrate self-directed learning since it uh, does tend to be, you know, very personally and independently driven. And, and we've, we now live in, we've seen this age where so much more is possible for the independent self-directed learner who wants to be able to go out and find you know resources on on the web um, has access to just so much I mean the, the the opening up of access to learning opportunities has just been tremendous and um, and there is you know on a certain level kind of a, a, a mandate almost for people who want to thrive both on a personal and a professional level to uh, embrace lifelong learning. Um, so the, you know, that's sort of a stick side of it, I guess, but the carrot side of it is that, uh, that, it, that if you do love learning, if you do want to learn and, and want to grow, boy, I mean, there have just never been opportunities like this before. So, you know, it seemed like a good time to, to look at this topic. Um, of course, you know, as, as you said at the beginning, we're both avid lifelong learners and self-directed learners ourselves. So stepping back and, you know, reflecting a little bit, you know, something we also emphasize a lot here on the uh, the show um, and, and using this this particular episode as a way to reflect on self-directed learning, on our own self-directed learning. And then, of course, we want to turn it out to, to you as a listener. So, you know, these points that we've gone over here, you know, curiosity, desire to, to learn, enjoying learning, uh, independence, taking initiative. I'm not going to be able to remember the, all of them off the top of my head, but, uh, but, you know, are these points we've been talking about, do they describe you as a learner? And, you know, what might you do to cultivate them better um, and, and to continue c- cultivating them because these aren't stagnant. You know, you, these, these are all areas that we continue to to improve in um, where we can. So, you know, to, to ask yourself, maybe you've got a little time by the, the pool or whatever, if you're listening on the, the 4th of July, um, you know, ask yourself, to what extent are you cultivating these points? To, to what extent are you are you helping to teach others? You know, whether that's your children, your, your friends, if you, you know, represent an organization in the business of lifelong learning, which of course most of our listeners do, how are you helping to cultivate this with your 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 members, um, your your customers, whoever it is you're serving. Um, but you know, take this whole idea of self-directed learning to heart. Take these characteristics to heart and think about you know how am I applying them for myself? How am I and, and my organization helping our learners to cultivate them and apply them in their own learning? So those are the reflection questions for this episode, and you can find them as well as the complete show notes at leadinglearning.com slash episode 218. 
When you check out those show notes, you'll also see various options for subscribing to the podcast. If you're getting value out of what you hear, we'd be truly grateful if you would subscribe as it helps us to get some data on the impact of what we're doing. We'd also be grateful if you would take just a minute to give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. If you go to leadinglearning.com slash Apple, that will put you in the right place. Jeff and I personally appreciate your rating and review, but even more importantly, reviews and ratings help the podcast show up when people search for content on leading a learning business. And we'd be grateful if you'd check out our sponsor for this quarter. Find out more about community brands at leadinglearning.com slash community brands. Finally, consider following us and sharing the good word about leading learning. You can find us on Twitter by going to leadinglearning.com slash Twitter, on Facebook at leadinglearning.com slash Facebook, and on LinkedIn at leadinglearning.com slash LinkedIn. We also encourage you to use the hashtag leadinglearning on each of those channels. Wherever and however you do it, please do follow and help spread the word about leading learning. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on the Leading Learning Podcast.